DJ and PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. It's time to welcome in our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland. His weekly interview brought to you by Mountainland Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. Steve, good morning. Good morning, fellas. Steve, it's a good morning if you're a BYU basketball fan, fired up by a come-from-behind win on the road at USF that went right down to the buzzer. It is not a good morning if you're a Jazz fan and you just watched them lose to the Lakers. Which game would you prefer to discuss first? Because ultimately, we're going to talk about both of them. You know, let's talk about BYU for a minute. Uh, You know, it's a fun group to watch. And you're right, it was a big win. Uh, And I, I think a couple things happened on that trip. First of all, playing Gonzaga... You know, you'd think if you put up 80-some points, you'd be in a competitive game. But Gonzaga shot like 60, 60% in that game and just was incredible. Uh, but that being said, uh, I, the loader kid, I think this was a big, big weekend for him. I I have been waiting for this young man, Kate Loner, to, to kind of make a mark and, and find his place with his team. He's, he's athletic. He can shoot it. He's got good feel for the game. And, he goes 17 to five against Gonzaga, and then makes some big baskets uh, at San Francisco. Uh, I, I think that would, for me, he's going to really help BYU going forward. It looked like he had the confidence. Uh, Barcello, obviously, receiving lots of accolades around the country for how well he shoots the ball, how well he runs his team. But it is a team that's really connected defensively, uh, and even though Traore and and Gideon George and Atigi, you know, there's not, you know, there's not a lot of a lot of size. And they lose two bigs, it, it hurts obviously. But at the end of the day, I think defensively this team is just rock solid. I mean, they're just playing so well, and you always kind of like to go small anyway. And they're having to go small; it gives them a little more flexibility. But everybody seems to be clicking. I I, I see them going to the tournament. We've talked about this before. Uh, I still think it's going to be a chore to win the conference, but uh, beating USF there was a big win, and you know, it's maybe a year where they only have a a two or three losses at a max uh, in conference play, so fun to watch. I I don't watch all the time, watch all the games just because of circumstances, and I actually watched both the BYU games, and I I think defensively they were just so good that uh, they made timely big baskets when they needed to. And uh, San Francisco kind of helped them. I mean, you, <laughs> you got nine or ten seconds to go, and Boye ends up taking down a contested 26-pointer, 26-foot shot. That, that didn't make much sense because San Francisco still had a chance to get into overtime, but they didn't. But congrats to BYU, just really guarding, playing connected, together, tough, tough group of guys and uh, fun to watch play. All right, so tell me I'm stupid and you've got no problem telling me this. What When I watch Holmgren at his stage, I see a little bit of Garnett, I see a little bit of Durant, and I spe- see a little bit of Nowitzki. I mean, I, I, I like your, your analysis there. Uh, you know, you, I've watched him two or three times. And, uh, you know, obviously it, 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 there's an adjustment. And, and it's not like, I mean, getting into conference, the, the level of competition won't be what it, it, it has been. I mean, they played quite a tough preseason. Uh, yeah, he's got a big-time ceiling, man. I'm, I'm telling you right now that he's so long and, and he's more athletic than he looks. 
and he's got a good feel for the game. I mean, he's going to get stronger, and he's going to get more comfortable. And, I, you know, he's he obviously he's probably going to be a pro next year. And when he gets into that environment, I, I, I think he, you know, you, you can see him. You, at times he looks awkward, and he's not in the right spot. But then you see moments and go, whoa, down the road, this kid's going to be a really good player. And uh, But he's, for Gonzaga, you know, to have Timmy and to have him inside and, and two very different post guys. But I, I could see Holmgren being a guy like Mobley, you know, too, where he, he spends time out on the perimeter and he perfects that three-point shot. And uh, But he is long and talented. And, uh, you know, watching that Gonzaga game, I didn't know a lot about their teams, but the, the 6'5 point guard, uh, Nembrard, uh, wow, he's real. I, I thought they lost a little bit when they lost the guards from last year, but that guy stepped in and, and gave him 22 and 12. And, um, that's a nice, that's a fun team to watch, and uh, and I, and I really did feel like BYU played well against them, but Gonzaga is just that good. So more impressive, Gonzaga with three straight games with 60 point first halves, three points a minute, or. The Buffalo Bills never having a fourth down against the New England Patriots. More overwhelming <laughs> offensive performance. Yeah, you know what? Everybody here in the San Joaquin Valley is kind of pulling for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the quarterback there is from Fireball, which is a small little town in north of Fresno that nobody's ever heard of. And he ends up going to Reedley Junior College and then ends up going to Wyoming. So uh, the, the Buffalo Bills are high on everybody's list in Central Valley right now. I'm going to throw a name at you from the past that few will remember. Traore, Celeste Rivers. You think it's an accurate yes. comparison? Yes, yes. Traore's even got more bounce. Those two dunks, those little sneaky dunks he had, <laughs> I mean, it's all of a sudden, boom, it was so quick. But no, somebody asked me that the other day, and I, I, I agree. It, it, it kind of reminds me of watching Celeste Rivers. And, uh, and, and this kid has even more toughness. I mean, my goodness, and explosive hops. But he, they have very similar games. Uh, I think Priori has a, a, a bigger upside because he's just so explosive. And uh, I've never seen anybody get two quicker dunks than he did on rebounds. And uh, But, yeah, I, li- I like that comparison a lot. So the Jazz lose to the Lakers, a 500 Laker team. And this just adds to the list, the Jazz have four losses to the bottom three teams in the East. What do the Jazz have to fix so that they go into the playoffs and Jazz fans feel good about their chances? Because I don't think any Jazz fan waking up this morning is feeling good about them. <clears throat> no, because uh, you know, Memphis is going to take their place in that third spot, it looks mm-hmm. like. <clears throat> and, you know, I watch, and I don't have a chance, like you all, to watch all the games, <clears throat> and I do get bits and pieces, but I watched the whole Jazz game yesterday. And I have a love-hate relationship with the Lakers, who have always kind of been a team that, growing up in L.A., I mean, I, I, it, I can't stand being a Lakers fan. I, I can't stand how they play. Uh, it, it, everything's so static, and you just wouldn't want me to go off the Lakers, but here, here we go. We got them playing the Jazz, and <clears throat> I didn't realize before I started watching the game that the Jazz have been on the road for, it seems like, a month or so, so I think some of it had to do with the fact that they've had seven of eight on the road. But for me, watching them last night, nothing was north-south. There wasn't <clears throat> a lot of movement. And it, it, it just 
they, they seemed like they shot a lot of contested shots. They couldn't get to the glass. And they looked tired, to be honest with me. I, I, I had not seen them play a lot, so I, I, I will admit that first lately. Uh, I follow the scores, but I, I'm looking at that game and just – I mean, I, Mitchell was just, like, non-existent. He, he, he just he – he didn't even have a presence in the game. And he always has a presence in the game. So, you know, it, I think part of it is the fact you've been on the road for a couple of weeks and you're just tired and hopefully – They'll get through this, but you're right. There were some bad losses to some not-so-great teams. But I think what I've watched during this year with all the COVID issues and watching all the changes and lineups changing, that uh, even though we may not know their names, if you're in the league, you, you know, guys that play in that league are all pretty good players. And a lot of them just given the opportunity with the right attitude and the energy, uh, that's how upsets take place. But there's a lot of really good players in this league that none of us have ever heard of. And every night there's a new guy that steps up and has a big night. But the Jazz didn't have a lot of energy last night. They just settled for shots. Um, and, and that being said, the Lakers gave them every opportunity to get back into the game time and time again. And, and so it, was, it wasn't like they just quit, but I just felt like the Jazz lacked energy. They, there was no really attacking the rim. Uh, it, it just... They just seemed a little listless, to be honest with you. And I think that probably has more to do with being on the road for a week and a half and playing away from home. But they, they certainly were not connected last night, and they didn't shoot the ball well. Mitchell goes 0 for 8 from the 3. Bogdanovich is 1 for 9. Uh, Clarkson, I mean, Clarkson struggled. You know, it's 6 points. Uh, you, can't, you can't win anywhere at 37 and 27% shooting threes and shooting two-point field goals. So... Uh, I, I suspect it'll be good for him to go back home and play the Rockets and the Pistons. But I, I was looking last night, I was just kind of looking at everybody's schedules. And they got to go play at Golden State, at the Suns, back home with the Suns, and then play Memphis on the road. So they're going to need to get their act together really quickly here, get the rest they need, get refocused, because, uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to win the next two ball games. Hopefully, I'll give them some confidence, but they've got to go out and have five or six really tough tests in a row. And uh, so I, I've seen the Jazz play so much better, and so have you. But last night they just didn't seem to have their legs. And uh, it, it just – there wasn't a great deal of energy. I don't think I'm going to, you know, focus so much on that game as I am. What's going to happen when they get back home, get some rest. And, and really what I'm going to watch to see is how they match up with the Suns and Golden State and Memphis because that's going to decide whether they're going to have a chance to be a second or a third place team or more like a fourth or a fifth. More than likely, the Jazz are probably pretty locked in. I mean, Dallas is one. They've started, got it going and stuff. But I think, I think still the Jazz are going to be one of the top four teams. But right now they could, you know, they, they could drop if they continue to play this way. But, uh, yeah, I love Memphis. So I'm, I'm kind of on a Memphis kick right now after going and seeing them play in person the other day. Uh, I really like that team. And, uh, and they play with great energy and great purpose. And you got young guys that are getting after it. And the Jazz aren't that young. And so they, they're usually connected and they're usually together. Uh, let's hope they get that thing turned around quick. As a coach, how do you handle it when guys aren't shooting well and maybe you question their shot selection? Uh, can you say, hey, 
that's not the best shot in terms of confidence can be fickle with shooting. So from a coach perspective, what's the best way to go about it when guys aren't hitting their shots? You know, I, I, watching a lot of film helps, I think, uh, because you can, you can just see tendencies. But I think one of the things you just mentioned that is, is, is taking contested shots early in shot clocks or, you know, whatever the circumstances are. And sometimes, you know, it's just the circumstances. You get the ball late in the shot clock and you got to shoot it. But I, I think that one, that's one of the things I just can't stand about the Lakers <laughs> is, is they're always shooting contested shots. And a lot of that deals with there's not a lot of movement. And, and, and that's what I saw kind of last night with the Jazz. There, there wasn't the kind of movement. And so a lot of things will be like, hey, are we moving collectively as a team? Are we moving without the ball? Are we making sharp cuts? Are we coming off the back screens, the front screens, all the down screens, everything we're doing? You know, how is that? What's that look like? Okay, well, we're doing those things. Okay, so let's, let's take a look at mechanics and, and but I like to watch film because the film doesn't lie and you, you have an opportunity to kind of, okay, those weren't good shots. You know, the, the, that there was a better shot. And usually the Jazz are a one more in another, you know. I mean, they're very unselfish, but last night they just settled. And they settled and took a lot of contested shots. The other thing is, you know, and, and in the NBA, they've got so many coaches, but just taking the time to, to competitively shoot in a gym, as a head coach in college and in junior college and even high school, when my better players were struggling, I had to work them out and just have an opportunity. Now, the pros have so many good coaches, and that's probably not a need for the head coach to work with them. I, that's what I did, and I, guess I wanted to not only just help them physically, but let them know, you know mentally that, listen, you can do this, that you're a good shooter, and, and focus on the positive, and then watch film of them making shots. And – and one of the things I know as a player, I always wanted to try to get to the free throw line or I wanted to get to the rim and score early to get the confidence because the basket got a lot bigger. And if your first three or four shots are threes and you're not close, all of a sudden it gets in your mind. And I don't care who you are. Uh, it's one of those things, how great you are. The mental part of shooting is a significant thing. And it always helps yourself if you can get to the free throw line or get to the rim and, and and get that confidence, especially when players are struggling with confidence. And I, I can't imagine that McDonavich or Mitchell or Clarkson, I, I think they get through this and they'll be, you know, it, it may be as simple as one game and they can get it turned. But those are things that I would do when, and, and these guys are pros, they all have their own coaches and shooting coaches, but I, I, I promise you that they're all going to be getting shots up today and, and wanting to get that groove back and get it back where the ball needs to be. And film can show a lot. And at that level, man, they got so many analytics and technology that they can help there. But a lot of times just getting in the gym and taking it. But if you're always taking contested shots and you're taking, you know, man, and that's not a, that's not a jazz, you know, that's not something that the jazz do. They're, they're not a team that takes a lot of contested shots you do or forces shots. It's always one more, and it's inside out and creates space. I didn't see much of any creating off the drive and kicking and one more. It, it, everything was kind of static and stationary last night as I watched that game. The Athletic has a story that says the headline, Sources, Lakers coach Frank Vogel's job in serious jeopardy despite Jazz win. Bill Orem and Sam Amick are uh, 
the two guys who wrote it. We know Bill because he wrote it, the Tribune. Uh, they point out that uh, Vogel only got a one-year extension in the offseason, which was an, kind of an awkward compromise. It's a 500 team now. Man, when you hear that, you're a coach. I assume you're going to side with Vogel and say, this roster has obviously got holes in it, and they've dealt with multiple injuries to star players. What in the world are they firing the coach for? Now, they haven't. Thinking about it is different than doing it, but as a coach. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any fairness in that at all. And, and you, know, you know, might as well make LeBron the coach, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because that seems kind of what's happening anyway. But, it, it, and, and I watched Coach Vogel. I, when, when I lived in Indiana and Paul George was there, we were serving a mission back there. I went to a couple of games and I actually got to meet him and, and, and watch their teams. And, and I don't know who the best coach is for this, but man, when you look at all the circumstances, you, know, you mentioned the injuries. And, you know, I don't, I don't think he put that, I don't know, maybe, maybe he did have a, a lot of responsibility in putting that team together. But man, there's a lot of gaping holes and there have been injuries. But, but it's a team, for, to me, the, the, most, the thing that bothers me most about the Lakers is, is, is just the lack of movement. It's so static, and it's just one-on-one. Everything's one-on-one. And they are solid defensively. They showed that last night. They can play defense, but it's hard to play defense and make baskets when you're always behind. And, and their shot selection is not great all the time. And, and there were good things last night watching, but I've watched them enough to know that they take way too many contested shots. They're not solid defensively, um, and they've got some weaknesses. So I guess that in, in today's world, the first guy that goes is the coach. But I, I don't think there's any fairness in that, considering the injuries, considering protocol. This is not the time to be firing coaches. I, I don't know what, how things are going to change if the guy next, sitting next to him is going to now be the head coach. I just don't see that. I don't think that's the issue, and I don't think it's going to solve their problems. Um, and I, I still believe if, if the Lakers were to do some things differently offensively and, and, and guys get healthy and get on protocol and Anthony Davis actually could get back to where he's playing. I, you know, I, I was a big proponent of Anthony Davis playing the, the five, and, and I still am to a certain degree. I, I believe it, it causes double teams. But, if, if, you know, the problem is you got guys who they spent $90 million on Horton Tucker who's shooting 24% from the three and 40% from the two, and the rest of the shooters are so up and down. Now, Monk had a good night. Uh, you know, Kate Ellington will have – you know, there's no consistency with their shooting. And, and so they're going to immediately double Anthony Davis every time he gets the ball because they can leave guys that aren't shooting well. If the Lakers could put somebody on the floor, get four guys on the floor, they could shoot it. Anthony Davis would be a perfect five because he's hard to guard because he can take and step out. He can do so many things. Uh, well, the way things are right now, maybe he just better. Maybe you're better off just getting them on the perimeter and taking elbow shots and taking threes and getting something out of them. But but uh, I, I just don't like the guys they surrounded. It's forced Anthony Davis to uh, not. I mean, he, Anthony Davis, even though he's, I think he's still averaging 23 or 24 points a game, but if you take enough shots and you're as big as he is, but I, this is not a coach problem. This is the organization of a team, and you brought all these guys in, and it's taken a long time. Do I believe a month from now or two months from now they could get it together and get going? I do, but I don't think it's there to win an NBA championship. I don't think they can get out of the West. Uh, anyway, I think the Suns and Golden State and Memphis 
uh, are going to have home court advantage. They're going to be playing on the road more. Uh, the Laker fan in me from years past, yeah, I'd love to see him figure it out. But uh, Byron, Coach Vogel, that that doesn't make sense. What they do at the end of the year, but who who are they going to get to? It's just there's not an there's not an answer to that question. The guy sitting next to him or two guys down, whoever that coach is, they're going to have a different relationship. LeBron James is the coach of this basketball team. He he's been probably very involved in bringing these guys in. He on the floor, they kind of have a system, but it's real simple. But LeBron makes a lot of this. It appears from the outside that this is LeBron's team and. It's really hard to coach and play in a game at the same time, and that's part of the Lakers' problem. Steve, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Have a good one. Steve, Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, brought to you by Mountainland Supply. Time right now to welcome in Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic, a breakthrough treatment. No pills, no injections, no surgery. Most of us are trying to avoid pills, injections, and surgery, so this works out well, Andrew. Yes, it certainly does. Uh, When a man gets ED, you know, I'm yet to talk to anybody that says, I love the pill. I love going to the pharmacy. I love side effects. I love the lack of spontaneity. Uh, Well, you may not have to do any of that anymore with acoustic wave therapy at Wasatch Medical the two most advanced versions. These, uh, this technology opens up and regrows the blood vessels with gentle pressure waves. It improves circulation enough that uh, we can get rid of the ED. We've helped so many men with just a few treatments, by the way, get their love lives back on track and get rid of the pills. So does it amaze you that guys are still reluctant to come in or you just accept that that's part of the deal now? Well, I think it's just part of the deal. There's so many guys out there uh, that, you know, are hesitant. They're embarrassed. They don't want to do anything. But I'll tell you, we're getting the word out. The conversation is, is uh, there's more of it out there now. Guys are more comfortable. And they tell us once they go through the sessions, that was a lot easier than they thought. You got a special offer for people who want to save some money and figure out if this works for them. You've got the deal for them right now. We do. If you are ready to end your ED, guys, if you want to regain your love life or just improve frequency, we do a lot of that here. Call us this morning. The exam, assessment, blood flow ultrasound with the doctor. It's free. The gift, uh, you'll love this, produces immediate results. And this part, really valuable. Blood work and testosterone, that's free as well. Call right now at 801-901-8000. You can address the root cause of the problem with AD. 801-901-8000. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now and regain your love life at 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. Trevor Allen, of course, covers the youths for KSLSports.com. Talk about your reaction. Quinton Ganther getting the gig. I think it's a good thing for Utah. That was the only name that, that really came to mind as someone who could come in and, and really pick up with, with what Coach Mack did in his, in his time here at, at, at Utah, and that's to be able to, to continue to bring in top running back talent, develop the guys that are in here, and send them off to the NFL. And Quinton can do that. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 90. 97- 75-1280 The Zone, powered by kslsports.com. 9 a.m. Slacker Radio Headlines are brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call Lee's now for their $59 furnace tune-up special or visit them online at leesheatac.com.
We promised tickets at 9.30, so at 9.35 we deliver tickets. Ah, it's close enough. You don't need them till tomorrow night. Jazz and Rockets tomorrow night. I assume we're going to have more tickets tomorrow. Yak shrugs. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I wake up and, and then PK says, well, if it's maybe, then obviously it's maybe not. What we know for sure is two tickets right now. Caller 12, 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Call right now. Be caller 12. And you're going to see the Jazz and the Rockets tomorrow night. And listening to Rudy talk about that fourth quarter and what went wrong, PK, for all the shooting woes and all the troubles, they had the lead after three quarters. What can you do to negotiate the final 12 minutes what Magic Johnson used to call winning time. Well, you can get a player of the caliber of Magic Johnson on your team. <laughs> okay, good. Hey, okay. someone get me one of the <laughs> one of the all-time all-timers. You know when you go to the Hall of Fame, the guys are on the top shelf? Those guys. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, I actually thought they had that game, you know, when they went I up by too. 10. I, I thought, all right, they're just going to... Not necessarily cruise, but they're going to win the game. So it was surprising me because the Lakers aren't good. Uh, but they got it going on, some of their guys. You know, that, that, that's the essence of the NBA. If you look at it singularly, uh, I can accept it to a degree because guys are going to get hot. They're going to get out hot at home. They can be a front runner. The crowd can go nuts. You know, And the Laker crowd is really good because the team hasn't been good. You know, We were staying in uh, downtown just 500 yards from, from the arena for the Rose Bowl. And I... I when I'm on the road like that, I tend to lose track of what's going on because mm-hmm. I'm focused on. Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm out, uh, and you can just see thousands of people flocking. And it dawned on me, oh, Lakers got a home game tonight. <laughs> right? That it, explains it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, the prior night, it, not that it was empty, but you didn't see all these people out walking. And then that, and then you see all these people walking, and then you see four or five people that catch your eye and they're wearing Laker gear and it dawns on you, all right, they're doing what thousands of people are doing and they're going to the Laker game and it's still a hot ticket. LeBron's a premier player and he's at least uh, progressing toward the end. His game is still very good, obviously. So, you know, who wouldn't want to go watch him play? It's a fun thing. So you get people all excited and they get a little momentum. Some role players hit a few shots. Westbrook with the big dunk and all. So you, you can sort of see it under the circumstances. But, you know, you got Rudy back, and you lost the games when he was out, and then he comes back, and you have a nice victory against the Nuggets, and you're thinking, all right, yeah, this would be a nice little back-to-back two road games and come home here and get on a streak, and then they stumbled. And I was surprised, and I was irritated because, you know, at this point, it's 1030 at night. I need to be in bed, (laughs) and I'm watching this crap. (laughs) <laughs> so that was bugging me on multiple levels. They started it, at, you know, didn't start till eight thirty. We'll look forward to that in the first round of the playoffs coming up here in, in a few months. But uh, a squandered opportunity. The good thing is, is there's plenty of opportunities to go. So it's not, it's not like it's a loss of anything that is something that just sort of can't get back. Yes, the pain is temporary, but we're living in the moment here. And it's the Lakers. It is the Lakers. And it's easier for you and I to dismiss that than it is for a lot of Jazz fans to dismiss that. Although I think it's easier for Jazz fans to dismiss it too, because this Laker team is going sideways. They're not great. They're not awful. Right now, though. Maybe they'll get AD back and they'll take off. I, I really don't believe it, though. Hmm. 
if they Thanks hold up a trophy seen. at the end of this year, I will be very it's not about, surprised. Yeah, but it's not about holding up a trophy. It's about if you if you get them in the first round and they beat you. That could happen. I do yeah. think that get of of all the teams in the in the bottom half of the league, probably uh, the Mavericks and the Lakers are the two I can see winning first round playoff series. I don't think the Clippers are getting Kawhi Leonard back. Somebody else might come back. Uh, based on the timeline of when he had the injury, but I just don't think he's going to push the envelope because he's not a guy who's pushed the envelope on his health and and playing and rushing back. So I, I expect we don't see him till next year. And without that, yeah, I'd be concerned about Denver. I think you're overlooking Denver too. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing Murray come back too. No, they're talking about he's coming back. I know. I just I know. read something where they they're. Well, you know, you read a whole bunch of stuff. You yep. can't remember where you read it, but right. I did read something that said, you know, Murray and Porter are possibilities for this season. And if there's enough time for them to get ready, uh, you, you know. That's a lot of talent that they have those guys. You, you're if they talking have those about guys, a series. You're not talking about four series. Four series. Yeah, that's true. Those guys have been out a long time, though, so we'll see. The, the, other, two, the other two would worry me more. I think the Although, Jazz, as far as catching Phoenix, is history. <laughs> yeah. But I still think there's a possibility of the two seed. Yes, I agree. Uh, the the Warriors are having problems staying healthy and getting healthy. Draymond Green, it's a soreness in his left calf, and the latest report says it's tied to the involvement of a disc in his lower back. I don't think of the calf as a long-term problem. I always think of a lower back as a long-term problem. That just seems... Disc problems are bad ideas to deal with. There you go. Yeah, so it seems like there's a long connection to go from a calf to a back. I know. It seems like you got to go through a lot of issues to get to that point. Well, you got to go through the hip bone to the knee bone to the leg bone Nerve to the calf. Endings, yeah. all that jazz, yeah. Yeah, so I would prefer one or the other, but you, know, you hear of people, you know, that, I mean, this is extreme. They've got something in their neck, and all of a sudden they don't feel anything all the way down the left side of their body, whatever yeah. it might be. That sounds very dangerous. <laughs> All right, we talked a lot of jazz and a lot of NBA this morning. For those of you just joining the show, we also talked NFL playoffs. We had Jason Colon, a longtime NFL reporter and NFL Hall of Fame selector. The games this weekend, some of them very predictable. The two seeds blew out the seven seeds. Uh, but the shocker, I think, was watching the third-seeded Bills never have a fourth down against the Patriots. I don't know if you can say it was a perfect game because maybe they botched some play on second down, so then they had a third down. But when you never have a fourth down, you have no turnovers, you have no punts, you have no field goal attempts, you literally score a touchdown every time you get the ball. It's close enough to perfect for me. Is it just me, or when we have Jason Cole on, I better make sure I ask a good question. Oh, yeah. If you don't, he's just going to slap you in the face. <laughs> Absolutely. He does not suffer fools. <laughs> his his Twitter bio, if you go read it, says, does, like, essentially, I don't suffer fools. He says, I'm exceedingly blunt, I think is what the term he uses. Is he from Jersey? I, I Florida, I believe. Oh, Florida. Uh, He's an East Coast guy, though. He makes me nervous, man. <laughs> Got to make sure I... I like it, though. It's different. Yeah, I know. It's just that because we don't have a team... I don't have the intricate knowledge right. of the NFL that he has because that is his work life. Yes. You know, you can ask me anything about the Jazz and I can have a strong right. opinion. And the Utes and the Cougars also, 
you know, because this is what we do. This is what we focus on. I don't focus on Tennessee's offensive line, whereas he can just. He does. Right? If I say, man, Tennessee's offensive line, I don't know. And he's like Locke with the Jazz. He's got 87 <laughs> stats that will just make you look like a fool. I think, uh, I think with Tennessee, it just comes down to Derrick Henry comes back. What version of Henry are they getting? If, if he's at 50%, Cincinnati can win that game. If he's at 100%, the Titans can win the Super Bowl. Tell me how good he is. Ooh, I don't know that they can. If he's 100%? I would disagree with that. Really? Yeah. I mean, you just can't rely on a running game exclusively. Not in No, but it game. sets up their passing game. Tannehill is a classic B, B-plus quarterback. But you let him go off the play-action passing game. He's a veteran. He'll he'll hurt you. See, that's the thing with Jason Cole. I never make any definitive definitive statements. Yeah, stick with the questions. Being, hey, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> and then, for fear of being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been wrong about teams and what they can do. I don't feel like they're a guarantee, but I feel like they've got a, a legit chance. But if Henry they ought to, they're the number one seed. I agree. That's, that's why I'm almost, surprised you're, dis- you're you're almost downgrading them by saying they've got a legitimate chance. It should be under- no. I just said that I don't think you can rely exclusively on a run game to get don't. you to the Super Bowl. I didn't say Tennessee couldn't get you to the Super Bowl. You can't exclu- uh, You cannot rely exclusively on a run game. If you rely exclusively on a run game, the team that comes closest to that in these playoffs was Philly, and they got sent home immediately, as everyone expected them to. They had a quarterback who threw for the fewest yards of all the quarterbacks in the playoffs. Even Roethlisberger threw for more yards than Hurts. That hurts to say. <laughs> <laughs> You got a favorite game going this uh, going in this week? Rams Bucks Ram- is very intriguing, but I gotta say, Bills Chiefs is the game. And Rams Bucks is a good matchup, but Bills Chiefs totally has me. This is the NFL playoffs, so there's massive storylines in every single game from yep. here on out. True story. I mean, you name it, and you can come up with ten things. Green Bay over San Francisco is that the biggest? Lock. If you go confidence points, one, two, three, four, and all that, would that would that be your four point game, your biggest game of the week, your yeah, biggest lock? Potentially, I can see where you're going with that. And I've always Aaron Rodgers is my favorite player in the, in the NFL, so I like watching him play. So just the fact that he's playing and and, and what's he going to come up with? You know what what's going to get under his skin that I don't even know about, and what's he going to do? And, you know, is he going to get the last laugh through all the drama in the offseason? Uh, it would sort of entertain me to an extent if he wins the Super Bowl this year. And then what is he? Does he up the ante next year with the offseason drama and, and uh, you know, where he's going with this or that? And, and who knows? So the more Aaron Rodgers the more storyline there is. Yeah. And that's always a good thing for me. But I got to ask... he's wildly talented. Yeah, right. I got to ask this weekend. Yeah, you, you could put up more with more drama when there's more talent. And you will with him. I got to ask this weekend, well, what are the, what are the Packers going to do at quarterback next year? Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I don't see how he can leave. He can't find a better situation, and they can't find a better quarterback. So to whatever degree they irritate each other, they just need to roll with it. Yeah, he sort of reminds me of Carl Malone with his nonsense. And his stance recently about re-upping is... Yeah, it does seem to soften, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the same thing. But you never know. 
because to PK's point, you can always find something. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, your feedback next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Feedback of the day is brought to you by Thrive Appliance. Every day is like a holiday sale at Thrive Appliance. Save 40 to 70% off name brand appliances. Thrive is receiving truckloads of new inventory every day. Visit thriveappliance.com to shop their updated inventory. <laughs> we, got, we got a lot of comments here. We got people commenting on the jazz game, PK. Of course. Grandpa always said a Duncan layup had a higher percentage. <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> Why do I immediately see peach, back, peach, peach baskets, dirt courts, outdoors, under the trees, and overalls? Yeah, you should make most of your dunks and most of your layups, that's for sure. He said they played well defensively. Watch, his, watch Royce's defense on Westbrook that led to the dunk on Rudy. Absolute garbage. Donovan is full of it. Jazz fans are angry this morning. We're going to single out one single play. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Absolute garbage. You stay in front of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that, that's the great thing about it, though, is that somebody cares enough to say that that's absolute garbage. Yes, absolutely. If I own the team, I'd want to hear that kind of passion. They are sure. all in, yeah, as yeah, opposed exactly. to the shrug of the shoulders and walk away. Right, like any Sacramento fan. <laughs> all right, so we were discussing injuries. Arizona lost a player for the Utah game because somebody was horsing around at the pregame meal. <laughs> when horsing around is as specific as you want to get, then something is up and it's a good story. Yeah, I don't know what can happen in a pregame meal that you could end up being injured and can't play. Devin says, uh, back during the 2014 Winter Games, I tried to do a triple sal count in the living room. I rolled my foot really bad. I heard an audible crunch as I landed, and I limped for two weeks. Go USA. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good story, Devin. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Did you ever do anything stupid to get hurt? And Jason says, yeah, thinking that high school girlfriend was forever. (laughs) Oh, that type of hurt. Yeah, see? Jason went in a different direction there. Gotcha. And David says, that's too real, Jason. Too real. Guys with the high school heartache, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, the heart is meant to be broken. <laughs> it's part of life. Uh, oh, and here's one more on the uh, on the Jazz. Josh says, let's see. The Lakers have their best win of the year against Utah. So does Detroit and Indiana and Orlando. Uh, what a joke we have become. Ooh, a joke? A yeah, joke. But, yeah, that's too strong. Josh is down, way down. Who said that? Who was saying that a year ago? The Bucks. And then they win it all, as you like to point out. They're not a joke. The Jazz are not a joke. No, they're just not looking like as strong a contender as everybody here wants. There's three months to fix that. We're about three months away from the start of the NBA playoffs. Still a long time to go. Yes. Even though we're more than halfway done now. Well, and you think, of, you think back to a year ago, the Jazz were going through the stretch of winning 20 of 21. Everyone's excited. And they had injuries at the end of the year and got knocked out in the second round. And I don't think you can say they played their best basketball the last six weeks of the season. They played their best basketball right now, and it didn't work out. What people would really like is for them to play their best basketball now, get to that level, and just stay at it. 
and just smoke people. <laughs> or just beat the Lakers. That's always a positive. All right, DJ and PK, it is time right now to bring in Andrew from Wasatch Medical Clinic. Guys, if you're struggling with ED, they get the breakthrough treatment. No pills, injections, or side effects. Andrew, welcome back. Hello. Uh, that's right, guys. If you are struggling with ED, if you're dreading the pill or not seeing the results you want to, or we see a lot of this lately, you just want to improve. Maybe it's not quite what it used to be, but it's not ED either. We do a lot of that. With acoustic wave therapy, this technology delivers pressure waves into the blood vessels that causes them to open up and regrow. Uh, it improves circulation enough. We get rid of the ED at its core and get the blood flowing in the bedroom where you want it, when you want it. And you've got both former patients telling you it works and clinical studies saying it works. Which, we really do. We've yeah. helped a lot of guys of pretty much every age, 20 to 90. We have 50 third-party clinical studies that have been performed on our technology from universities and hospitals. And those uh, clinicals basically conclude the same thing in a little different way every time. It's safe. It's effective. Uh, it's the new standard of care for ED. We kind of pioneered this technology, and I'll tell you, a couple of weeks from now, guys, what would your relationship look like if the ED were no longer an issue? So for a lot of guys, it comes down to the cash, and you can save them cash. That's right. If you're ready to regain your love life, you can be done with treatments before Valentine's Day. Uh, not too early to be thinking about that. Call us now. You'll meet with our doctor free, uh, answer all the questions you maybe wanted to ask. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound and test the strength of your blood vessels. That's pretty cool, too. Uh, you'll get the gift that produces immediate results. And this is quite valuable. Call us today. Blood work and testosterone, that's free as well. And you've got a special offer. And if people want to come get it right now, call 801-901-8000. If you want that special offer, call right now. 801-901-8000. Get the discount now. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Regain your love life at 801-901-8000. Andrew, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.